All right, and welcome back to Marky Mark and the Fitness Bunch. This episode topic today was decided by my private group. It's something I'm going to be doing for a while, but basically we're going to be talking about the importance of rest and also going into a little bit at the end on like what active rest is. This is a very interesting topic because I think there's a lot of talk online and through media on you know, no pain, no gain, one more rep, uh, you should be sweating through your shirt. And it's a, it's a lot of talk about how hard you work. I'm going to kind of take a different spin at this and actually talk about how your rest will actually be key to you getting stronger and how, how hard you work for a workout is maybe less relevant than you might think. And let's just start with a story for myself. There was a time, I would say back in the day before I really got my uh, training shit together. And I was looking to put on muscle as well as get stronger. And I was at a real plateau. And I would say the plateau was for about, I want to say a year, year and a half. It was a long time. And I was, wasn't because I wasn't working hard. I was training six times a week, uh, going as hard as I can. Mostly for body at the time. going to keep it real. Um, that has changed since then. But definitely at the time was a bit of a curl bro. And... I wasn't, wasn't seeing results. I wasn't getting stronger. I wasn't adding muscle. Um, everything had plateaued. I didn't have good form. Um, and I really, you know, was that, you know, I, I was thinking like, do I need to train every day? Do I need to double the volume? Which looking back would have meant three, four hour workouts at the time. And I met with someone who eventually became my first trainer. And he was like, try this program, give it a shot and then see what you think. And it's called Easy Strength, or it goes by many names, but it was it was called Easy Strength. And just to give you an example of what Easy Strength is, Easy Strength is five times a week and about four, maybe five exercises, but a lot of the days were two sets of five. That's it. So four exercises, two sets of five, we're talking like eight working sets, and that's your workout. And a lot of the workouts I was done in 30 minutes, 20 minutes, even including warm up. And so I looked at this originally and I was like, there's, there's no way this could work. Like this is so little, even the people around me were like, is that it? That's your whole workout. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. Didn't even sweat. Uh, it was very easy. And it wasn't like two sets of five, but go like for your heaviest set of five. It was like, we basically want you to work at the level where you have to try, but not to the point where you get anywhere. Like we're talking like 60% max, that, that kind of idea. So again, like very against the grain, I was doing, you know, I think at the time my squat was 245 and I was putting 135 for sets of five on the board. So much less than what I was used to. And I gave it a shot though. Um, the person who talked to me, who ended up again being my first trainer, you know, I knew he knew a lot and I knew like, even though this is what kind of against my common knowledge, I was like, let's just go for it. Let's just like give it a shot and give it like eight weeks. And sure enough, in the eight weeks, um, my squat went up 30 pounds, my bench went up 10 pounds, and my deadlift went up about 25 to 30 pounds. And I'm like, this is amazing. And I'm not even like sweating. And it's, you know, five days a week, which is one day less than what I was doing before. And I blew my mind. And it really taught me a lesson on like, it really matters more the quality of what you were doing as opposed to like how hard you kill it, like how hard you kill it makes for a really good like Instagram video and for like media and, you know, two sets of five isn't very flashy online, but in terms of getting results and actually getting stronger, this was better than anything I had done in 
probably years. So how does this work? So you're, you're probably listening to this and being like, that makes no sense. I work super hard all the time. I've been told to work super hard all the time. How can you do two sets of five for you know four to five exercises and get stronger? And this is where we need to talk about rest and how strength is involved with rest. So I think there's a common misconception. You don't get stronger in the gym. Stronger or strength comes from how you recover from the gym. Basically how it works, you go in the gym, you do your workout, you fatigue yourself, and that's what you're doing. So at the time, you know, you're fatiguing yourself and how you rec- and how you recover from that workout is actually when you get stronger. You've built an adapt you've built a stimulus, your you've made your body sore, so your body recovers. You give it time to recover and then it becomes a little bit stronger the next time you go into the gym and you continue this process until the end of time, until you achieve all your strength dreams and aspirations. That's really important as well. So a lot of these messages, that's like, you need to kill yourself every single time. You need to be training all the time. Um, you need to like really gung ho. Um, the problem with that is, is that it's all, it's all about the fatigue. It's all about the stimulus, but it's not about how you recover from that stimulus. And, you know, even for myself, when I'm looking back, the reason I wasn't making results is probably because I was, you know, working out six times a week of very similar muscle groups and I was just fatiguing myself. I wasn't even, I was losing muscle and that's just because I didn't give my body the time to recover, but because the volume of this was so low, I was able to recover for every workout and keep going. And with every workout, I got a little bit stronger and I was able to give myself the recover. I was able to recover from the fatigue. Now I want to be clear. Two sets of five is pretty low and this did not work forever. This is not, I did not easy strength my way up to like, you know, my max deadlift where it is now. There was around a, around 12 weeks of doing this where, um, I needed a change for sure. Um, but it showed that, you know, quality mattered over, you know, how much volume you were putting in, uh, form. I was focusing on form a lot more and I was just able to recover a lot better. I had more energy. Um, and honestly, I just enjoyed the process more because it wasn't like I wasn't dying inside after every workout. I was like, all right, I got my, you know, two sets of five in or like it might have been six singles, I think is one of the days or one of the days is like one set of 10. Like we're talking like really low volume. Now, one thing I want to mention as well is that when you're talking about recovery is that your recovery should not be based on your soreness. They've done a bunch of studies on this, and basically what they've discovered is that soreness is pretty irrelevant. Like, it doesn't really tell you that you've recovered. It doesn't tell you that you had a good workout. Um, It has no correlation whatsoever. So whenever you're hearing, like, you know, like, no pain, no gain actually has, like, no value whatsoever because just because you're sore doesn't mean that you haven't recovered. Just because you're sore doesn't mean uh, that you did a good job. So I think that's really important as well to discover. So soreness, no correlation. It's not bad to be sore. It just has, it's more like an irrelevant factor. Like it's kind of just like, you know, judging what the weather was that day for how good your workout was. Like it just has no real correlation. There hasn't been any proof that it shows any real correlation other than you can just go online and tell people how badass you are because you can't walk anymore because you're so sore. Now you're probably listening to this and being like, okay, but how much should I rest then? Because obviously you can't just, you know, I'm going to work really hard the first of the month and then come back on the next week. You can't, you know, have one day off and then have 29 days off or say one day on 29 days off and then get stronger. Obviously that wouldn't work. Uh, So there's clearly a balance between how much you should rest and how much you should work out. 
And that's what we're going to talk a little about today on like the proper amount of rest and the proper amount of recovery that you're looking for. Now, I'm going to give what works for most of my clients. And this, I would say, accounts for probably 90% of all programs that I make. There are exceptions. Um, either people who just don't have the time to do this many days of working out, like they're just very busy, or um, they just like to be really, really active. So we've chosen a different approach. But this works, I would say, for most women. And I've gotten a lot of women really strong on this kind of setup. So three days a week. I would say you want full body in some capacity. So that's going to be a lot of compound movements. You can do upper body and lower body. And I would spread it out so that you have at least one day between each workout, if not two. So three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then you take weekends off could be an example of that. I would say have at least one day off in between working out if you're going to do full body. So it could be Monday, Thursday, Saturday, or whatever works for your schedule. But I would say if you're going to do full body, three days a week at least one day in between and i would say you want to make it challenging but not set up to the way where you're fatigued or you miss a rep or that you you know feel exhausted or sweating through your shirt you should never have to reach that level of fatigue you can if you want i guess but like i'm just telling you it's not necessary another one we do is four days a week where it's two upper body days and two lower body days so upper body days could be Monday, Thursday. Um, I prefer if lower body is Monday, Thursday, because Monday is when everyone benches. So you can go in and do legs and the squat rack is free and you know, you're, you're, you're beating the system in my opinion. So let's, let's see, let's say Monday, Thursday is lower body days and then Tuesday, Fridays is upper body days. So you have two days in between a break where you're still hitting four times a week. And what's important as well is there's a lot of lower body training, especially with compound exercises that will also in some capacity affect your upper body. So you're not like really taking a rest from upper body, but it is definitely not as direct as say like, like chin-ups are more fatiguing on the upper body than say like squats, but squats still do use the upper body. And the other one as well is if you want to do five days a week and you can, um, I'm actually doing that right now, but what you need to do is that the intensity of those workouts cannot be super high. Like kind of an example is you'll do two lower body days, two upper body days, and your fifth day is kind of just like an extra accessory day. Um, it should be the easiest. It might add some fatigue, but not a ton. And this is really just to work on, for lack of a better term, problem areas strength wise. So like if you have weak hamstrings compared to, uh, quads, maybe you just focus more on hamstrings today or if you need a little bit more core work because you find your core is giving and the compound lifts this could be a day to work on core and maybe some like accessory movements for muscle groups that can take more more fatigue per week and that's what i think we need to talk about as well is that larger muscle groups will require more time to recover than smaller muscle groups and I'll give you kind of an example. So if you're looking for like legs is a good example where legs are big muscle groups. Um, they're almost always larger unless you have some like real weird uh, bench kind of training going on and don't hit legs, but your legs are almost always a larger muscle group. And they'll require, for that reason, they require more rest. So you're looking at, you know, two days of rest in between leg days. That's why we're doing like Monday, Thursday. Uh, back can also be an example of that as well, although not to the same extent, but you're looking at legs probably hitting that like twice a week. And if you were to hit it three times a week, you'd want to do it 
in a way that still has two days of rest in between. So we're talking like Monday, Thursday, Sunday as kind of like a potential example of if you wanted to do legs three times a week. Four, I would say you're running into just kind of like overkill where it either wouldn't help more or it would help less. Or if you did do four days a week, you would have to be pretty easy on your legs. Now, smaller muscle groups, as an example, like let's say you're trying to build up the strength in your arms or you're working on calf training or something that's a smaller muscle group like that. Chest is also an example of that, especially like for women who have smaller upper bodies proportionately to their legs. Um, you can actually train that more often. As an example of that, let's say you're a woman who wants to improve her chin-ups as an example. So we're looking at back here, we're looking at arms. The arms you can train three times a week, four times a week. I would say seven times every two weeks um, just because they're a smaller muscle group, which means they really only need one day of rest and you're good to go. So same with back to some degree. I would say seven times in two weeks would be might be overkill. So you're looking more at like five to six. A lot of this also depends on like your current experience level. But the larger your muscle groups, the more rest that you'll require and if you have smaller muscle groups you need less rest so if you really want to like arm gun run it you could probably do it four times a week if you really wanted to if you proportion it properly and that's why this split of like two or body days and two lower body days works because you're still getting in that back training or like you're still working your upper body but not to the same extent so those lower body days can also end up becoming light upper body days as well especially if you're doing something like a deadlift which is very like back and legs focused combined that's really important and this is also why i'm not a huge fan of what's kind of known as like the bro split or the bro split um and there might be a more technical term but that's what's always been referred to me and it's more commonly known is one muscle group that day and then you don't hit it until the next week so monday could be chest tuesday could be legs wednesday could be back uh thursday is like an arm day and it was definitely originated from a bodybuilder kind of style of training um in my opinion for strength or even for hypertrophy if we're going to be talking about it honestly it's it's not overly effective and i don't think it works for a lot of people i think it works really well if you're uh, a little enhanced um like we're talking steroids or things like that but it doesn't work well for the average individual and that's because like okay let's say you're hitting back on monday you crush back 20 sets 12 exercises you're going nuts you're you're absolutely like it's a hard day and you're gonna be so sore the next day um the problem is is that your back only really needs you know we're talking like if you really killed yourself like at best two days of break and then thursday your back will be ready to go well now you've worked out Monday, you have two days of recovery, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday is all time not getting stronger. And if anything, the lack of training might make you weaker during that time. So you're almost like, you know, one step forward, one step back, or even like one step forward, two steps back, depending on how much back training you need. So, and this exists for all muscle groups, especially for things like smaller muscle groups. Like why would you only hit arms on Thursday if you're trying to get stronger arms? Well, your arms are good to go on saturday so and now you're gonna have you know saturday sunday monday tuesday wednesday these are small muscle groups which means they require more time and 
it's it doesn't matter how hard you work that Thursday. Like you, you, it doesn't work. It works really well for people who are enhanced. It works really well for people who maybe have like a lot of previous conditioning, like they've been training for years and they're not necessarily they're looking to put on a little bit of muscle mass, but they just have enough experience behind them. But for anybody who Let's give it this way. If you like don't compete in bodybuilding, like it's probably not the best option for you. The best option would be we can take that. Let's take the back day again. You have, you know, let's say you did 20. That's nah, too many. Let's say you're doing 10 sets on back that day. It would actually be more beneficial to take those same 10 sets and split them over two to three days. So you're still doing the same amount of work. You're just splitting up the amount of work. And that has actually been shown to get better results and you're doing less work per day you're just doing the same work over time and you're getting your work in and it's actually been shown to get real results and better results so instead of just killing your back you know going in there being like i'm gonna crush my back today like just split it out and that's really where i think a lot of training gets lost is that like really how hard you work is like kind of irrelevant until you get like later into it where we can we can talk about volume and things like that but for the most part, how consistent you are with your training and also like how many days you can get in with recovery is the most important. And with the bro split, you know, you're talking in a month. What are you going to get? Like four back days and 26, not, you know, two days to recover. So four times three is 12. So you're getting 18 days of not training and not recovering. And it's not the way to get stronger. It's just not the way. Um, so very against the bro split. If you're doing that now, I would highly recommend, you know, a day that's like two upper body days, two lower body days. Um, or if you're gonna do a fifth day, have like a fifth accessory day. And yeah, that's really what I would focus on for as well. Um, as for same things with compound movements. Now, let's say you're working on exercises that are, um, multiple muscle groups and we'll go through some examples here. So the more weight that you use, the more recovery that you'll need. Now, I will say if you're like just getting into, you know, if you're just getting into something like deadlifting or squatting and the weight you're using is not overly large, neither is the recovery. It's actually the better you get, the more recovery you'll need. You'll see top level athletes in the world um, will need a lot more days. Part of that, it's the amount of weight that they're using, but also it's just the amount of muscle they have that needs to recover. But if you're new to training, you can probably get away with like, squatting three to four times a week just because the weight you're using is not overly large yet it will be don't worry but you don't have that problem just yet now let's kind of talk about like okay which exercises and i'm going to go over kind of like the most common examples um i can't go through all exercises ever but you'll you'll see kind of a trend so things like deadlifts um they're very full body they use your back core legs like it's everything it's every like it's you got you know everything except not nah, pretty much everything now that i'm thinking about it those are very fatiguing from a weight standpoint because those are exercises you will use more weight compared to other exercises. So you'll need more break for that example. So, you know, even, you know, I, I did a lot of deadlift training in 2019 because I had a very specific goal I was going for. You can look up um, my episode called the 500 pound deadlift journey if you want more details on that. But for myself, I really wasn't training deadlifting more than once a week. And if I was doing two a week, it would be a light version of it. So deadlifting once a week, one day might be, you know, like working with 70 to 80% max. 
um, probably less if I'm going to be totally honest. And the other day was more like a Romanian deadlift or something that was less fatiguing on the body. And a lot of the times it was literally just one day a week. And that, but that was enough from like a neural standpoint and also from a strength standpoint that I was still seeing results. I was still doing accessory stuff to support the deadlift, which is why it wasn't necessarily like one day on six days off, but deadlifting in itself was one day. Squats, you're looking, unless your squat is like really, really good, I would say squatting you can do twice a week. Um, you might get away with three, but again, like the third day, you know, if the two are heavier days, the third day you're going to have to make it a lighter variation. So like if you're doing, uh, using a barbell for back squats one day, the other days might have to be front squats or using a dumbbell and squatting that instead. Something that is still squatting, but not necessarily the most fatiguing possible. Because again, it's about recovering from your squat days. So if you're doing three heavy squat days every single week, it's going to be a bad time and it's going to be really hard to recover. Looking into things like chin-ups or bench, or like if you're trying to get really good rows, those again use only the back. So there, you're, there's not really a leg component to those. So you can take a look at those and those can be three to four times a week because again, you're using smaller muscle groups. And that's kind of the pattern that you're seeing here. And if you're not too sure like how much time I need to recover, kind of a rule of thumb is like, what muscles does this use? Are they larger muscle groups? Then you need more break. Are they less muscle groups? And then you need, are they smaller muscle groups? Then you need more time. Then you, sorry, <laughs> then you need uh, more days. And so that's kind of the pattern you can decide if you're not sure if this exercise is the right amount for you. Now, let's kind of talk about active rest. You hear this a lot. Um, to be honest, active rest at this point is a bit of a buzzword, um, but I'm going to kind of define it as physical activity you can do that doesn't hinder your recovery from the gym. So it's like things you, you know, and to, and to be fair, like your life, for the people whose lives are not the gym, it's it's completely understandable why this would be an important question. Not all of us just like live to lift heavy. You want to lift heavy, but also have other aspects of your life, which is totally understandable. I've heard, I've heard that's good. I've heard it's fun times. The big aspect of this as well is that you want activity that helps you recover, but isn't adding more fatigue. And I want to mention as well, if you have a job or a life that is fatiguing outside of the gym, that doesn't mean you shouldn't work out, but it means that the amount of fatigue you can take into the gym is less. So someone who's nine to five, maybe they can train five times a week because they're mostly, you know, if they're at an office job, they're sedentary. But um, I'll give kind of an example where a past client of mine, or I don't know, a current client of mine, um, she, works in the military, who already trains five times a week in the military, and she has like a very physically demanding job. So there is, we have to keep that into account. So can I crush her five times a week with her own training when she's doing military training as well? No, this could also include for people who have jobs in the trades. Um, even if you just have like overly rambunctious kids, like maybe you just don't, you're mentally exhausted and mental fatigue is also part of it as well, that you need to take that into account. So you can't, work a crazy job and have very rambunctious kids and be mentally fatigued and emotionally fatigued and train six times a week full body like you're, you're you can only handle so much as a human being so it doesn't mean you shouldn't train it just means that you're the fatigue that you want to set in your training is less which is okay 
which is okay. Everyone's life is different and you need to do the training that fits you the best. Now, when I'm talking active rest, these are some things that not only can you do on top of training, but it will actually help your recovery and will make the recovery process smoother. So the first thing um, is light cardio. This can be cycling, this can be walking, uh, going for runs, things like that. I do want to be clear that I'm meaning light cardio. So if you're doing a lot of heavy training and you're also running like half marathon distances, that's a lot of fatigue. It's a lot to do at the same time. You're going to need to fuel up and have really good rest to do both of them. There are people who do both, but it is challenging. So, but light cardio, um, even like lighter yoga, like not overly, like if you're not good at yoga, I'm not talking about like the yoga that makes you feel like you're unflexible. Like, your energy levels, walking, light yoga. Sleep is also a big part of rest as well. You have to keep that into account. If you don't get very good sleep, you might not be able to do as much volume. Um, it's actually like one of the more underrated aspects of training, if I'm going to be totally honest, is like how well you sleep. It's a, it's a big game changer. Nutrition is a big part of it as well. Water consumption. These are all things that as you improve these, your recovery ability gets better which means you get stronger which means you become your strongest self and feel badass and can accomplish all your strength dreams and it's awesome um but these are all helping towards that things that don't help would be you know someone who does a construction job so that's more physical fatigue so that would not be beneficial and again like your job's your job just to keep that into account i think is the most important thing um stretching does help for sure um i would say dynamic stretching more than static stretching dynamic stretching is you're not holding the position but you're like moving in a large range of motion as opposed to static stretching which is like touching your toes like you're not moving so just to clear that up for the examples those things you can definitely do um active rest is great uh, walking is probably one of the most underrated health tools someone can do and there's like really good studies on that on like people who walk and don't walk like so the very noteworthy health differences and it's such a easy thing to implement in your life but yeah active rest is kind of focusing on that active rest is not adding an extra day to your training but it's light workout that's another day that's more fatigue um, maybe if you were doing really really lightweight but at that point it wouldn't be better than just taking the day off. That's like when I, when people have an active recovery training day, mostly it's because they just like to move or there's someone who has a hard time staying still. So we just add that in just to you know keep their sanity in check. I hope this helped as well. Again, this was picked by my uh, private group on Instagram, at, which is like the Badass Lifter Squad. They're going to be picking a lot of my topics today um as well as other podcasts so i hope this was very very clear it's and let me know if you have any questions i would love to take a look at your own training like what does it look like are you sure you're taking enough rest um send me a message and we will make sure that you're doing the right training to make you stronger and again thanks for listening to marky mark and the fitness punch